Why do you like him? Because he gets on base. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. If you can't fix what's broken, you know. I say we take off and nuke the entire site. Come on, kill me, I'm here! Good to be back. Absolutely. Holy cow. Well, that opening sound montage, hopefully you guys remember that from the last season. Sorry it's been so long. Whew, Henry, man, it's good to be back. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Oh, man, happy to have you on. Thank you for everyone tuning in. We got about a thousand listeners out there yep. on listening. That's one big pile of show. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the listeners. And uh, today we got The Departed. Great movie. But... This episode is brought to you by Friday's Ends, an excellent way to get a killer buzz without being a buzz kill. So on the show today, Henry and I are just going to talk through the movie, basically scene by scene. And uh, Henry, I know this is one of your favorite movies. Please enlighten us. Yeah, you know, um, this is one of the movies where I uh, just started watching it probably about seven years ago. So uh, I, know, I know a bunch about it. No need to brag, but that's why Jake brought me on the show. No, you got that right. So, uh, what, do you, what do you say, Henry? They, they don't listen to us just, you know, banter back and forth. They want to, you know, listen to us talk about movies. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I say we get into this. Let's jump right into it. So, the movie The Departed came out in 2006. Martin Scorsese, the director. Uh, for those that are like, oh, yeah, I know that name. Another big movie he directed. A lot of people I know my age like it. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio stars in Wolf of Wall Street, of course. And he also stars in this movie, The Departed. And this movie opens up in 1986, kind of a... Kind of a epilogue to, or excuse me, a prelude to what's going to happen in the movie. Jack Nicholson in Boston, 1986, gives a nice little monologue about kind of a history lesson over the past couple of years of what's going on with gangs in Boston, Irish gangs, uh, Italian gangs. And then it fast forwards about 20 years later, Henry, you see a young Colin Sullivan, portrayed by Matt Damon in this film, and he meets Jack Nicholson for the first time at the diner. That's right. Um, so basically, you know... You know, Colin's going through a hard, hard time, and so Jack Nicholson kind of takes him under his wing at that time, and that's where they develop their relationship. So, you know, he buys him groceries, and that's where, you know, uh, Matt Damon kind of gets brought in, and it all just gets kicked off right from there. You got that right. Yeah, so basically, like Henry said, Nicholson, or excuse me, I'll, I'll go by the characters' names now. Frank Costello, a.k.a. Jack Nicholson. He kind of brings Colin into the gang. Colin's very young, kind of gets him going then. Then it fast-forwards about 20 years, and we are looking at the Massachusetts State Police Force. And that's where we see Matt Damon, obviously grown up, Leonardo DiCaprio for the first time. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a nice parallel how you see them both go through police school. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And then, so yeah, they're doing their drills and stuff. And then eventually, once police school is graduated, uh, you see Frank Costello meet up with, who's the, who's the head of the Irish mob, meet up with Matt Damon, a.k.a. Colin Sullivan in the film, who's now a, an official cop for the Massachusetts State Police. So a little uh, dirty, dirty going on here, a yeah. little dirty business. Yeah. And uh, that, that's one scene I want to talk about. Henry, the, the great line from Jack Nicholson in that scene. You know what they call that? A paradox. <laughs> so, and so in that scene, they're in a car. Uh, I believe Mr. French is driving another character in this film, basically right-hand man to Frank Costello. And Frank Costello gives Matt Damon, Colin Sullivan in the film, a gift in the car. But you don't see what the gift is, Henry. Yeah. Which yeah. you never you never find out the entire movie. So what are we thinking is in the gift? So I have um, got some ideas. Two, two ideas that um, might work here. Mm. I think one of them could be some sort of jewelry. That really, and both of these both of these items are um, going to really just set the tone and say, yeah, you, you're one of mine now. That's what Frank Costello is going to say to Matt Damon. Mm. And basically, he's just kind of, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use this term a slave, but he kind of works for him and he does whatever he needs him to do. Um, but, so, a piece of jewelry, maybe, maybe like a necklace or something like that, and maybe something else would be just straight up cash, like maybe a check or something like that, or just like, you know, something to put it down and say, yeah, you can you work for me now, but I'll take care of you. Yeah, so Frank Costello is kind of, essentially he's the father figure of Matt Damon yeah, in this film. Yeah. So, um yeah, so it, the gift it's weird. It's I I assume Martin Scorsese does that on purpose. He doesn't show you what's in the box, but you can obviously see that Colin Sullivan is taken back by it and he's like, "Man, thanks, Frank. I appreciate it." And uh and then Frank Costello mm -hmm. goes, "School's out. Time to go." Yeah, time to go to work. And uh Matt Damon's like, "All right, let's do this." And so it fast-forwards to, I don't know, maybe, maybe a year, maybe not, but Matt Damon is getting interviewed now to be a detective, I guess, or kind of like a, a crime guy uh, for the Massachusetts State Police. And he's getting interviewed by <laughs> Martin Sheen and Mark Wahlberg, a couple of great Boston actors. Yeah, Boston. Uh, and Martin Sheen, a.k.a. Uh, Captain Queenan, he's kind of the head dog at the station. And then Captain Queenan's right-hand man, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Dignum is what they call him, Sergeant Dignum. And uh, they give Colin Sullivan a tough time. It's kind of a quick interview. You know, they go in and out, Henry, right? Yeah, and then right after him is is um, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's right. Who they, they are a little iffy about they because are. he did get kicked out of the academy. That's right. And they're kind of like, all right. So they kind of break his ball. Actually, not they. Mark Wahlberg breaks Leonardo DiCaprio's yeah. balls yeah, for a straight five minutes in that scene. It's a great scene. It is. And you can see... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is, excuse me, uh, what's his character's name, Henry? Leonardo DiCaprio? I'm blanking right now. Um, Holy crap. Nick Costello. No, no, no. no, no. no. Frank Costello. What? No, why am I saying that? Oh, oh, my God. It's another scene. Costigan. Billy Costigan. Billy Costigan. Holy Costigan. crap. Right. Damn, I don't know why tough. Blank, I know. That's horrible. But Billy Costigan, um, so Martin Sheen, Cap or Captain Queenan, mm -hmm. is kind of like he stops the ball break and he's like, all right, kid. Do you want to be a cop or do you pretend to be a cop? Yep. A lot of people want to pretend to be a cop. And Leonardo DiCaprio is like, families are always rising and falling, am I right? And, he, and Queenan goes, who said that? And uh, Hawthorne. Le Hawthorne. Leonardo DiCaprio goes, Hawthorne. And then Dignam goes, what's the matter, kid? Never heard of Shakespeare? Shakespeare <laughs> and so essentially Queenan gets all buddy-buddy with uh, 
Billy Costigan. And honestly, you can see Queen as a father figure. Absolutely, for, for, for Billy uh, Costigan, yeah. who also had a rough childhood growing up. And and um, the Costigan, his his father mm. was also part of Frank Costello's gang, yeah. but he was murdered, mm. and so that's why they want. Billy that's Costigan. right, because he's got kind of a link to the Irish yeah, gang. he's got a link in there, so then he works his way in, and that's where the movie really kicks off. That's right, so Queenan's like, I want you to be an undercover cop for us, kid. Don't do it for Dignam, do it for me. And Leonardo DiCaprio goes, all right. So to get him into the gang, they got to send him to prison first. Something pretty minor, like a um, assault charge yeah, or a felony. Assault, assault and battery. Assault and battery. So he gets sent to prison for about... Uh, six months. Is it six, six months? months? Yeah. Okay, six months. Yeah, I was going to say a year, but six months. And um, in prison, you see these guys talking to him, and they're like, hey, it was a... And then one of the great yeah. songs gets going. Also, I forgot to mention, one of the opening songs in this film is uh, Gimme Shelter, which really kicks off the film when you see Frank Costello doing his monologue, and it, it just gets you going. It gets the people going. Um, but another song that happens in prison is uh, Shipping Up to Boston, and man, that gets the people going. Let me see if I can find that here. There it is. I'm going to play this real quick. I mean, holy cow, talking about getting the people going. song is awesome mm -hmm. that song is awesome uh, all right and, so, then, and uh, then you have the title scene the oh, departed, yes. right there it's the yeah so. pops right in front of you slaps you in the face and so yeah so you see him in prison he gets or not prison i actually i guess it is prison but it's kind of minor facility and then he gets out and billy costin goes to his i believe it's his like great aunt's house mm -hmm. and uh he kind of gets in the crime business with his sketchy cousin who's doing like who's doing little drugs off the side selling coke, drugs coke deals yeah coke deals and so um, that fast forwards, and Billy Coskin's at a bar, and he's drinking, what is it, cranberry juice? He's drinking a cranberry juice. <laughs> he's drinking cranberry juice. And some guy next to him at the bar goes, what, what is it, your period? And then he grabs the, the glass, uh, glass uh, cup with uh, cranberry juice in it, smashes it over this guy's head, starts beating the crap out of him. And then Mr. French, a.k.a. Mr. Frank Costello's right-hand man, comes up, breaks it up, he's, and he looks at Billy Coskin, and he's like, I know you. I knew I your dad. I knew your family. Yeah, yeah. And so that kind of gets them into the main Irish gang. 
And he's like, all right, all right, so I guess I'll be in this. And then um, and then it goes to Matt Damon at the police force. He's, you know, he's high up now. He's, he's like a lead guy. He's one of the top dogs. And uh, they're on a, like, a panel where there's, I don't know, 10, 12 people in the room. And then Alec Baldwin walks in, who's another captain on the police force. Uh, and his name's Captain Ellerby in the movie. And he gives kind of a breakdown of what's going on with the Irish gang. So they're stealing microchip processes, and they are selling them to the, Chi- I, the Chinese. Is it the Chinese? Yeah. yeah. And so they're kind of getting them out of the country, and that's how they're making most of their money, and it's a big deal. So Captain Ellerby, Alec Baldwin, kind of assigns the group to, all right, find out about this, find these guys. And, of course, Matt Damon already knows who it is. So he's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll do my job, but I'm not going to do it too hard. And, um, and so, yeah, they go door-to-door asking about it, but not really doing much. And then you go to Billy Costigan, who's now kind of big time with uh, Frank Costello. But, of course, with Queen and Indignum, they have him wearing a wire. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that scene gets a little sketchy, doesn't it, Henry? Yeah, it does. So, um, you know, he's, he's wearing his wire, and then, you know, he gets really tense when he's talking face-to-face with yep. Frank Costello. Yeah. And then he goes to the bathroom. He's like, I can't do this. This is too risky. So he, he rips off the wire from his chest and chucks it out the window. <laughs> and immediately after their meeting, he calls Queen in. And he's like, I can't do this. this is, you don't, you don't realize what kind of pressure this is like. Yeah. So, you know, after that, then he just makes phone calls because the scene after that doesn't he gets – no, it was the scene before that where he actually got searched by um, right. And Costello. That, right. And from the brawl at the bar, he, like, breaks his hand a bit. And so they take him in the back. They're like, all right, let's search him. And so they search him. They, like, break open his cask because, you, you know, they could have something hiding yeah. in the cask, um, like a wire. And, uh, you know, they don't find anything. And so, but then, yeah, after that, they give him on a wire. And he's like, no more wires. I'm only doing this if we have phone calls back and forth. And that's uh, Billy Coskin talking with uh, Martin Sheen's character, uh, Captain Queenan. And, and Mark Wahlberg, I believe. And, and Mark Wahlberg is there, too, as well. So <laughs> Mark Wahlberg goes, he's dead already. After he throws the <laughs> that wire was, that out was the quick. <laughs> that was quick. He's dead already. And so yeah, so they figure that out, and that's when really the movie gets going. You get Billy Coskin who's getting in real close. He's doing gang hits. He's beating up people, getting drugs, figuring out, getting in deep with the Irish gang. And then at the same time, Matt Damon's character um, gets in close with an actress's name, Farrah Farmiga. You guys may not know that name. But she's the main actress in The Conjuring, um, the, the Warren Wife. I forget her first name in those movies. But she's the main chick in that. And her name's Madeline in this film. And she's a police counselor. And Matt Damon meets her in the station. He's like, wow. So they go on a date. And they get buddy-buddy. And they get close. And they move in together. And then that same time, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is in counseling with Madeline as well. Because he has to go because he was um, technically... Uh, he had assault and battery in the in the um, academy because he he beat someone up like a gym teacher or something like that <laughs> just for fun. He didn't do this to like get in jail. They he just got out of it and then he went to jail because he needed to make sure that. Um, uh, well, they had him on the record. Yeah, for it. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, you can't you can't join a gang without a record in your background. Um, so yeah, so they start they um, so during the counselor meeting. DiCaprio, uh, Billy Coskin's character, or Billy Coskin, the character, kind of freaks out and starts yelling at Madeline. And then uh, she gives him, like, some pills to prescribe it on. He gets angry about that. And then after that, he runs out angrily. And then somehow, I guess this is some move, like, after berating her, 
He goes, say you want to get a cup of coffee or something? Yeah. He's real calm. After he gets his pills of Oxycontin because of how much stress is he on. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And then, so they go and get a cup of coffee. They they kind of get it on, don't they, a little bit? Uh, I mean, yeah, no, they kind of hit it off. And you can tell that she's attracted to him as well. Yeah, that's when, um, I guess, um, Matt Damon was having... I guess his character was having trouble in bed or something like that. That's right. That's and right. And so she was kind of looking for someone to cling on, I guess, <laughs> at that point. Yeah, so with Matt Damon's and Vera Farmiga's relationship in this, um, it's kind of stale. Um, yeah, Matt Damon's having some bed problems. And uh, <laughs> and so Frank Costello finds out about this relationship with Vera Farmiga and Colin Sullivan, Matt Damon's character. And... He's kind of like, look, if if you like what's going on right now, then you better do your job and keep me in the loop about what the cops are talking about with me. Um, and then, so you fast forward in the film a bit, and then Billy Costigan's guy, Frank Costello calls a meeting, and he's like, all right, so here's the deal about the microchip processes. And so they meet with the Chinese at on a dockside, like, I don't know what you call it, a warehouse, I guess. Yeah, it was a warehouse, yeah. I believe. Kind of a port sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And all of the uh, all of the cops are not at the warehouse, but they're at the station. They're all listening in because uh, Billy Coskin's there, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, and he's texting Captain Queen in about what's going on. Yeah, and then they and then um, uh, Costello tells everyone to turn off their phones. That's right. Except for except for Billy, he didn't turn his off. That's and right. He was texting everyone yeah. through his pocket, so yeah. I didn't see it. It's pretty impressive. Not even looking at his no. phone. Yeah, that was impressive. Texting perfectly through his pocket, which I, I can't imagine. It did have it. those little buttons That's on right. it. It was old times. So <laughs> I, guess, I guess that he could Maybe a Blackberry or something? Yeah. That does help. And, uh, yeah, so uh, Matt Damon's character, Colin Sullivan, finds out that Captain Queenan's undercover is there, and so that kind of tips him on. like, holy cow, they got an undercover in the Irish gang. I got to warn Frank Costello. And so he warns Frank Costello... The cops somehow screw up the deal, and the Chinese get away with microchip processes, and they are unable to catch uh, any of the gang members in the Irish gang or the Chinese gang that were there. And Alec Baldwin, Captain Ellerbee's character, goes off on the, I guess, security camera guy because he had, like, four cameras set up in a giant place. <laughs> I think another good line is when they um, they escape by because they have boats. That's they, right. It's right on the water. So they thought they were going to get back in their cars, but really they had an escape plan because they knew that the cops were going to be listening, and they were all, they were going to get them all and pinch them. So they got out the back door and into these boats, and Frank Costello goes, they didn't figure we had a Navy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so this Irish gang, they're, they're well-informed, but then Colin Sullivan tells Frank Costello, like, there's a rat in your gang. And, like, he's major doing stuff. And then DiCaprio, at the same time, finds out that there's a rat in the police force, a.k.a. which is Colin Sullivan. And so they're kind of playing this cat-and-mouse game back and forth throughout the film. And it's just, it's really intense. And then eventually, uh, Colin Sullivan meets Frank Costello at a movie theater. And it's a, it's like a, it's a porno film that they're watching. They meet in there because, you know, not a lot of people there, not a lot of people want to go there. But Billy Coskin's also there listening in because he, he knows there's a rat in the police force, so he's trying to find him. And so they meet up. And then after Frank Costello and Colin Sullivan are done talking, Matt Damon's character, Colin Sullivan, leaves. And DiCaprio follows them through the streets of, like, Chinatown. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I think um, this is actually a pretty cool scene because it lasts about five minutes. Yeah. And it's just Leonardo just following him through the streets, just looking around, trying to keep his distance. And, and then all of a sudden, Queen says, need a visual ID. Yeah. But he's never able to actually do that. But they don't they go into an alley and then um, Matt Damon realizes he's actually being followed. Yeah, Ma yeah. So walking out, Matt Damon's already skipped out because he thinks the police are onto him, and so uh, Billy Koskin is following Matt Damon's character Colin Sullivan kind of through Ch Chinatown, wet night, and really rainy out. And in Matt, like Henry said, Matt Damon's character realizes this, and so he picks up the pace, and it's just kind of like a minute of them just following each other. And then Matt Damon hides in an alleyway, expecting the next guy coming is going to be Billy Costigan, who's been following him. And so he whips out a knife and stabs this guy, but it's not Billy Costigan. It's just like a, a Chinaman. It's, yeah. Yeah, working there. And so he gets all skipped out, and then he runs away. And Billy Costigan somehow is unable to get a visual ID. And he chases him, and then they lose him. Which is really crazy, too, because if you would have got the visual ID, that would have been it. There goes you, the film, right? Yeah, well, that would well, yeah, there would have gone the film, except, and then everyone else would have survived. It would have just been um, Matt Damon. He'll, right. be, he'll get in trouble with the Federals, <laughs> and then they'll say, okay, this this is going on, this is going on, blah, 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 and then they'll really be have a really big lead on Frank Costello. That's right. So, yeah, and so after this, Matt, or excuse me, uh, Billy Costigan wants to meet up with Captain Queenan because he thinks he's got – because he thinks he knows, and he wants to tell Queenan that, yeah, you've got a major rat problem, and you've got to figure this out. So they meet downtown in kind of this abandoned building, and, you know, they're having a talk. And then uh, Matt Damon, Colin Sullivan's character, who's now high up at the police force, orders a follow on Captain Queenan because he think, he's trying to play it off like, yeah, Queenan's the rat, even though he knows, like, he's the rat. So he's trying to turn the police force on Queenan. And they meet up at the abandoned building, and he and uh, Matt Damon's character, Colin Solomon, tells Frank Costello where they're meeting because they followed him. And so Costello's gang shows up waiting to catch this rat and kill him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then so you go – this is a spoiler alert about to happen too. So if you haven't seen the film, I guess, I guess do not There goes right half now. our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so um, who gets tipped off? Oh, Billy Costigan gets a call saying yeah. – Meet here at this address, even though he's always at that address. And he's like, holy crap. All right, Captain Queenan, you got to get out of here because the Irish gang's coming. Yeah. And at that same time, like I said, uh, Queenan was getting followed by cops. So there's a little cop-Irish gang shootout that happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, at this at this time, it, they're getting shot back and forth. And actually, one of the, one of the um, people in Costello's game, he gets shot mm -hmm. in the chest. And it turns out later in the movie... Billy finds out that he was actually an undercover as well. Mm -hmm. So before the shootout, the Irish gang runs up the building to try and catch the rats. Costello, or not Costello, Billy Costigan, God, these names are similar. I know. They get, Billy Costigan gets out the back door without being seen by the Irish gang, acting like, uh, yeah, he hasn't gotten there yet because he just got the phone call where the address was. And they, the Irish gang gets up there and finds Captain Queen alone. And Captain Queen plays it off all cool. And you don't expect anything happening because, you know, he's a captain of the police force. Right, right. Um, and then the Irish gang literally throws Captain Queenan off, off the, the roof. roof. And, at the, and once he gets thrown off, here comes Billy Costigan because he went down the fire escape. Yeah. He he runs by, and then all of a sudden he just sees a body fall off. It turns out it's Captain Queenan right in front of his face. Mm -hmm. And then um, all of the other mobs, they show up, mm -hmm. and they're like, what happened, blah, blah, yeah. blah. He's like, I don't know what happened. He, yeah. could, he couldn't show any emotion because yeah. he would have showed some emotion. Like, what's, what's, why do you, do you know this guy? Mm-hmm. This is the this is the captain. Yeah, and then he would have been 
you know, screwed. Yeah. So that's what's, that's what's awesome about Leo's character, I think, is that he has to show no emotion at all. Otherwise, he's going to get in trouble with that's the right. mob. That's right. Yeah, so the cops see the body fall off the roof, and they start freaking out. They're like, holy crap. And Colin Sullivan is in their ear saying, all right, don't open fire, don't that, because he doesn't want Irish gang getting killed because he's essentially part of it. So he's like, all right, just, just stay back, don't shoot. And one of the cops is like, screw it, I'm going to shoot. So there's a little gunfight, like we said. And like Henry said, one of Irish gang gets shot right in the chest. And uh, they get away, but he's bleeding out eternally. So they meet back at a warehouse, which is kind of like an Irish gang hidden cover. It's, like, and, it's almost like a bar in there. Yeah, yeah. And they can't get to the hospital because, you know, they're part of the Irish gang. So the, the guy that got shot is just bleeding out on the couch. And he calls over Billy Costigan. And he's like... I gave you the wrong address of the building. Mm-hmm. And Billy Costigan's like, what do you mean? When I called you, I gave you the wrong address, yet you showed up at the right address. So he's like, you're the you're the frickin' rat. And mm-hmm. and he's like, why didn't you tell me, Billy? And then Billy pulls out his pistol to hide his cover because he's trying to, he's like, all right, if I'm going to have to kill this guy, I'm going to have to do it now. But the guy dies before he can give away Billy's cover. Um, and so after this, yeah, the news breaks it that yeah. the body of the Irish guy, they found him in in. They're playing it off that he's the undercover yeah, cop. Yeah, that's that's what the cops called the uh, news show to say yeah. that. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of like is was he actually an undercover cop too, or did yeah. the cops just play it off like uh, this way we can pretend that this guy was the rat and our rat yeah. isn't in trouble anymore? I think the way that um, that undercover, that other undercover, the way he sounded, I think it made me think when I saw the film that he actually was an undercover. Yeah, but I feel like. Um, up and all the captains were like, we want to keep all these guys, like we want to make sure that they're acting okay. Mm-hmm. And um, if they if they know which undercovers are which in the mob, then they might try and talk to each other, which right. could probably jeopardize um, their cover. Absolutely, yeah. So so Billy Koskin ends out he's still good, but Frank Costello is smart enough to think the cops are only telling us he's a rat because they don't want us to find the real rat in our gang. And so now it's getting real tight because. Queenan, who was essentially Billy Koskin's only contact, he was the only one that knew Billy Koskin was undercover in the rat. And Dignam, who got kicked off the force because Colin Sullivan said, follow Queenan, but Dignam was like, why are you following him? He's the captain. So they had a little fight, and Dignam got kicked off the force. It was, what, two weeks? Two yeah. weeks with pay? Two weeks with pay, and <laughs> Good. then he, he quits. He quits. Yeah. He's gone forever. <laughs> so, yeah, so that happens. So now Billy Koskin's got nobody in the police force to really help him. Except the cop counselor, Madeline, who he gets real buddy-buddy with, and they eventually have an affair together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so at this point, Colin Sullivan's like, okay, I'm good. Queenan's gone. Dignam's gone. I'm, I, I'm, I'm good. There's no trouble. But um, the, the, I think the only trouble was that um, since Dignam was gone, they uh, um, uh, Mark Wahlberg... Or not Mark Wall, Matt Damon. He didn't have any access to his undercovers, so he really had no. He could he couldn't tell who the undercover was. Right. And that was even after he got all of their social security numbers in the um in the mob, so he could put them in the files in the police system and see who the cop really was. That's right. So yeah, so Matt Damon gets access to Queenan's files, um, and he realizes uh, and Queenan's phone is one of them. So Matt Damon's like, all right, well, Queenan's contacting this rat, a.k.a. Billy Koskin, so I'm going to call the latest number um, and find out who it is. So there's, like, this scene 
where Billy Coskin's at a house, just no furniture in it. He's just got the phone. He's got a ton of money, and he's thinking about running and just getting out of town. But uh, Matt Damon's character, Colin Sullivan, calls him and is like, can you come in? We need you to come in because Colin Sullivan's acting like, look, I, I'm, I, know, I know what you did, and I want to help you. Um, and he's pretending like he's pretending like he's the good guy, Colin Sullivan. And he's like, no worries. Um, the rat, the rat's gone. Um, you can come in. And Billy Coskin's like, all right, this guy's fishy, but it's the only way I can get my identity back. So he goes in. So he goes in. He goes in to see um, Mark Wahlberg, or I'm not sorry, not Mark, Matt Damon, and. Um, Basically, Matt Damon just tries to be the nice guy, whatever, just to really hide about to really hide his identity. Ironically, um, but he says, "Yeah, we'll take care of you. We'll pay you. Let me just go um, get into the system and uh, see your file." Yeah. And then that's when Billy Costin tells him his password. Yeah. Because because um, Matt Damon couldn't get into that's his right. file to see who he really was that's in the right. beginning of the movie to find the rat. And his password happens to be his name, Billy Costin. Mm-hmm. And Matt Damon's like, oh, my God, I got you now. So he goes back there trying to hide it and find out, and he goes back there, and he's like, all right, this guy, so this guy's a rat. And then Billy Koskin finds out what he's doing on his file, and Billy Koskin's like, all right, I'm getting out of here because this guy's the freaking rat. I think, um, doesn't uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, doesn't he see the envelope? That's right. So we forgot to mention this, but there was an envelope earlier in the movie where all the Irish gang are, like, putting in money, and um, trying to, like, keep their identities hidden and put in money and give it to the cop force. And uh, on this envelope, this one guy in the Irish gang spells citizens wrong. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is like, that's not how you spell it. So he crosses it out and spells it right underwards. And the envelope is on Matt Damon's it's, it's desk. It's just sitting right yeah. there on top. And Leonardo DiCaprio is like, oh, my God, it's this guy. And so he bolts out of there before Matt Damon can get back from getting his information off the computer. And Matt Damon sees he's gone, and he goes on the file or goes back to the file and deletes his identity. Mm-hmm. So he cannot prove he's an undercover. So he can't cop. prove he's undercover now. Now Leonardo DiCaprio is just a nobody. The the because the only person that now that knows that uh, Billy Coskin or Leonardo DiCaprio is a cop is Dignum. But Dignum's just gone. He yeah. he quit. Yeah. So he can't even. He's just now he's just left in the open. Right. Right. So. Um, so from this on out, it, it gets really tense. So Leonardo DiCaprio is like, he calls back this number, and he's like, I know you're the rap. I got tapes, boxes of tapes to prove it because he, you know, he followed him to the theater. He followed him everywhere elsewhere, and he, he was on a lot of tapes with him. And so Matt Damon's like, oh, crap. And so Matt Damon's like, all right, fine, fine. I'll meet, I'll meet you somewhere, and we'll get this figured out. And so also Frank – or not Frank Costello. Billy Costigan also gave uh, Madeline, uh, Colin Sullivan or Matt Damon's kind of lover, and, you know, they're living together, um, getting ready to get married. And, um, and he gives her some of the tapes showing that, yeah. wow, my uh, boyfriend is she, – She plays it right to their PA system <laughs> as he's in the shower, and then she really realizes yeah. once she comes out – or no, once, once Matt Damon comes out, who he really is. That's right. And so, yeah, she's like, wow, the guy I've been dating and sleeping with is a frickin' rat for the Irish gang, and he's in the cop system. And so she breaks it off with him, and Matt Damon meets Billy Koskin on a roof somewhere, and Billy Koskin, like, takes hold of him and holds him at gunpoint, 
and he's like, I got you now. We're going down the cop station. Yeah, but he, he calls. Doesn't um Billy Costin call his buddy from the academy? Yeah. Um, I forget his act, the actor's name. Is it's, it, it's, it's, it's a comedian. It's, 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 his last name's Anderson, isn't it? Uh, or Robinson or something like that. Yeah, my, something like that. But he, but they, so Billy calls him and tells him that, listen, I know you. I was in the academy with you. You can prove that I was a, I a, was cop. a cop. Yeah. Or was trying to be a cop. Yeah. In this case, he's an undercover, but no one else knows that. So um, he calls him. He can't really trust Billy because uh -huh. he hasn't seen him in, like, what, four or five it's years? It's been a while. So he, he might as well be in the mob, right. all that he knows. Um, but, you know, they try and work it out, and then Billy finally drags him down into the elevator where mm -hmm. they go down to the bottom floor. Another spoiler here. Um, so once once uh, the doors open, uh, yeah. Billy Costin gets shot right in the head yeah. by um, the other actor's name. Right. There's so earlier in the film, there's this cop who we see for like five, ten minutes maybe, and he gets kind of buddy buddy with uh, Colin Sullivan, Matt Damon's character. And so this guy, the door opens up. Yeah, James Badge Dale is this actor's name. And so the elevator door opens up. Uh, Billy Koskin is has Matt Damon with handcuffs. He's like, we're going down the station. And as soon as the elevator doors open up, Billy Koskin. Uh, A.K.A. Leonardo DiCaprio gets just shot right in the head, just boom, just like that. And the doors open up. Matt Damon's like, "Oh my God, what the hell just happened?" And the friend of Frank Co or Billy Costin comes downstairs. He's like, "Holy cow, they just shot him!" But he—they're he, all cops there, so yeah. he's like, "All right, everything's under Every control, I guess." And then all of a sudden, pop. Yeah, and then the same guy that shot Billy Costin shoots the friend of Billy Costin, another cop, in the head, kills him. So now it's just. Matt Damon and James Bad Badge Dale's character. Who, who are buddies. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And James Badge Dale character says, you think you were the only rat in the Irish gang from the cops? He's like, we got to work together now. And Matt Damon's like, oh, okay, all right. And then Matt, the guy gives Matt Damon a gun to clean off, and Matt Damon uses the gun and shoots this guy in the head. Yep. So really, Matt Damon is really the only one that makes it out of that bloodbath. He's, he's ruthless right now. Which is which is honestly probably a smart move on his part. He doesn't want any links, so he he's he's going ruthless. He's taking everybody out, and so really it's just him now. And then he planned because like he know his girlfriend broke up with him. She's got freaking evidence, and so he gives a tip. The Irish gang is meeting up again for another, I guess, microprocessor yeah. deal, maybe a drug deal. So Colin Sullivan gives a tip to the cops, like, all right, look, I know where they're meeting. I know what's going on, so let's go there and ambush them. And they do, and a ton of cops show up with this Irish gang's meeting. And essentially it's a shootout, just a full-on bloodbath. Um, the Irish gang just gets destroyed. Mr. French, his right-hand man of Frank Costello, gets killed. Frank Costello's there, but he gets away for a little bit. And then Colin Sullivan is there as well, and he meets up with Frank in the back of the warehouse kind of away from the cops, and Frank Costello is kind of talking to him about, like, I I know you're a rat, and you're the only one that, that knows. And Matt Damon's like, are you sure about that? Mm -hmm. And he, and then earlier in the film, Matt Damon finds out that, actually not earlier, literally like 10 minutes before this shootout, Matt Damon's character, Colin Sullivan, finds out that Frank Costello is an FBI informant. Yeah. So he's, that's what, how he's been still alive. He's like, you know, in his 70s. And he's staying alive because he's giving information to the FBI about Irish gang, about the Chinese cartel and microprocessors and all that. And Matt Damon confronts him about that. And Frank Costello's like, look, I didn't tell anybody about your identity. And Matt Damon doesn't believe him. He's like, oh, really? Is that right? 
And Frank Costello pulls a gun on Matt Damon, but Matt Damon pulls a gun on Frank Costello, and Matt Damon wins that gunfight. Yeah, he wins that. I mean, uh, Frank Costello's already shot in the like, yeah. the, the stomach, yeah. so he wasn't gonna win that. <laughs> he was coughing up blood already. Yeah. yeah. But um, Matt Damon won that gunfight. Mm -hmm. He popped him a couple times, and yeah. even after he got shot like three times. Uh, he still tries to shoot Colin even more. After. Like, he's just laying down in the little dumpster right there. <laughs> yeah, and so Colin Sullivan, away from all the cops who they're, who they're fighting the other gang, but eventually kill them, he goes, hey, I got Costello. I shot him. And he's and the cops are like, oh, congratulations. Like they, yeah. you know, they give him a big old ceremony. And then the next scene is the funeral for Billy Koskin, who is still uh, heralded a cop because Matt Damon's character, Colin Sullivan, was like, all right, this guy's dead. He can't hurt me. So I'm going to pretend that I didn't know his identity and found out he was a cop. So we're going to give him a nice funeral. And at that funeral, uh, the counselor, Madeline, is there. And Matt Damon's like, hey, come on, give me a break. We can we can do this. We can figure this out. Yeah, and that's when um, also um, uh, Matt Damon finds out that um, that his girlfriend is pregnant right? too. So he's, he's asking her, what about the baby? What about the baby? Yeah. And she just walks right past him, yeah. doesn't say a word. Uh -huh. So he's, he's left. He's left there. He's she's, alone. she's that mad at him. Yeah. Also can't even believe that what he's done. Yeah. So he, he is on his own. And uh, after that scene, guys, is great. Another spoiler coming up here. I know we've had so many. Is, I think this whole thing has been a spoiler. This movie is full of them. Um, so Matt Damon, he's got groceries. It's the end of the film. He's heading back up to his apartment, all alone now. He's not worried at all. He's like, man, I I'm, I killed everyone that can rat me out. The cops think I'm a hero, so I'm all good. And so he goes up to his apartment. He, like, listens to the apartment door because he thinks somebody might be in there. He doesn't hear anything. He's like, all right, I'm going in. So he goes in. He's got his groceries in his hand, and he walks in, and uh, Sergeant Dignam, Mark Wahlberg, he's back. Surprise. Yep. He's back, and he's waiting in there. He's got what? He's got like a like a nurse scrunchie on, and yeah, uh, he's. He, I mean, he has the whole outfit on. He's got covers for his shoes, so people can track his mm -hmm. own footsteps. Yeah. Um. He's got, he's gloves, got gloves on, on. gloves on, yeah. silencer on his pistol. Yeah. And that's when he does the deed. Where, yeah. And I think I think Mark Wahlberg the whole movie he was always skeptical. Oh, he always he, hated he him. He never liked yeah. Matt Damon. He I hated mean, Colin. Sullivan. He never liked as a character. No, he didn't. He hated him. And he, I don't, I don't think the movie ever tells you how Dignam found out about the rat. I feel like um, that's a good. See, that's that's another thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if um, if Billy Costigan sent him the tapes of of him being the rat or not because that's never really clarified throughout the movie right so that's another that's another like you know little mystery about right. this movie there's so many right so yeah so yeah so mark Wahlberg, colin Sullivan walks in and he's like okay what what do you want and matt mark Wahlberg pulls out a pistol shoots him in the head kills him instantly and walks out he walks out yeah and that's how the movie ends but before it, it does like a panoramic view it looks outside Colin Sullivan's apartment window, and you see the, um, I believe it's the State House? Yep, you see the State House, yeah. like where the Academy is, right. too, right by there. Right, and you see a big old rat run across the rail, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is great symbolism. Oh, yeah, it's great. Because it's like, even those who you think are going, you know, are meant to uphold the law and protect you, you can never trust them. 
It's like it's the a rat is like the best symbolism in this movie. Yeah. Because that's essentially what the movie's all it's about. All, it's all about yeah. rats. I mean, everything. Even if you're undercover, you're still a rat. Yeah. For, that's right. For, for one that. side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it so. doesn't matter who it is. You're probably still, in a way, a rat. Yeah. It's so. also, also um, you know, it might be a little cheesy the way the rat runs across the railing because yeah. it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. But still, at the same time, all the murders that just happens, you're yeah. never going to think about that. Yeah. Literally in the last 30 minutes of the movie – no, but, uh, I think I think the whole cast dies, doesn't it? <laughs> Essentially, it does. Let's see. You got Mark Wahlberg survives, and uh, Madeline, the counselor, survives. Mm-hmm. Everyone else gets killed. Martin, Sh- Martin Sheen's dead. Oh, Alec Baldwin lives, but you don't really see much of him after he gives kind of Matt Damon like the power. Yeah, I kind of wish he had more of a role in that movie. Cause yeah, because I, I love Alec Baldwin. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. No, yeah. I think he's a great actor as well. I agree. But you have Leonardo DiCaprio. He's dead. Uh, Matt Damon's dead. Jack Nicholson's dead. Um, Martin Sheen's dead. Yeah. So all those really, all those those four yeah. main actors right there. Yeah. Just like that, and I think that's another just great thing about this movie. It's it's kind of Game of Thrones esque. You don't know who's gonna live. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I'll tell you what. You're expecting that at least three or four of the main characters live. And you're like, all right, they're not going to kill off this guy. I I think this is, like, one of the movies that really kicks off, like, I'm just going to kill off all the yeah, main characters. It's incredible. And, and really just blow the audience's mind. In movies like that, I think you've got to give them your respect. Mm-hmm. Because it's not your typical movie. It's, like, your main characters aren't going to live. There's a ton of plot twists. It's very creative. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, shout out to Martin Scorsese. I know he's listening in tonight. <laughs> I gave him a call. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a great movie. It's a movie, Henry, and I know you can agree with me on this. You can watch it every day for the rest of your life. I could watch it every day for the rest of my life, and every time I watch it, I learn something new. I, I know, yeah, you're right. It's one of those movies, and that's what I think separates it from being just an average movie. It's a yes, great movie. It is, yeah. And another thing, a hidden plot hole, or at least I think a hidden plot hole. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, Jake, you're high. You don't, you don't know what you're talking about. But, so... Here's my evidence. I believe Matt Damon's character, Colin Sullivan, is gay in this film. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've got – what do I got? i got like three or four reasons why. So at the very beginning of the film – I know – I'm sorry we're kind of cutting back and forth. But at the beginning of the film, m- the police force plays the firefighting department in like a rugby game. And this is like the very beginning of the film. And uh, the fire department wins, and uh, Matt Damon – character colin sullivan keeps going he goes back and forth i mean the the police academy and yeah, the firefighting yeah. academy is just going back and forth and and Mar- yeah and colin sullivan keeps saying uh gay slurs at them and then uh they're on a bench colin sullivan's on a bench with his buddy who is uh like we said before the other rat but we didn't know it at that time and the rat's asking about colin sullivan like yeah hey, what do you do like what's your family like and Colin Sullivan uh, goes, uh, the firefighters are a bunch of homos. Mm-hmm. So he just brings it up kind of randomly out of nowhere. Um, and it's, you're kind of like, ah, it's kind of a weird conversation and then he piece. He goes, oh, forget it. Your father was a janitor. <laughs> I don't remember what else he says. Your father was a janitor. Um, and so that's the first thing. And the son was only a cop. <laughs> and the second thing is, so, yeah, like Henry said, Madeline becomes pregnant. And she shows Colin Sullivan before she realizes he's a rat. This is about in the middle of the film. She shows him. She's like, look, here's a picture of the baby. And Colin Sullivan's, and it's obviously it's early. You can't see a belly on her. So Colin Sullivan's like, what? 
And he's like, she's like, yeah, look at this. Because apparently he's had trouble in bed. Another possibility of that he might be gay. Um, and he's kind of like, he's taken back from him. He's surprised. His response is kind of weird to it. He's like not happy, but he's not sad. He's kind of yeah. like, oh, wow, that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's almost like just like in awe, like how did this happen? Yeah, right. He's Yeah, he's literally like, I don't understand this. Um, and then, of course, uh, like we said earlier, with uh, when they meet, when Colin Sullivan meets Frank Costello in the porno film, you can see kind of on uh, Colin Sullivan's face, he's just kind of, he's grossed out by it. He's got kind of really pale skin. He, he doesn't want to be in there. Um, and then, uh, also, is there anything else in that film? I don't, that might be the main three. Yeah. I feel like I might be missing one, but it's, it's just kind of another theme where it's kind of like he's hiding his true identity. It's another mystery in the movie that you'll never know. Right. He's kind of hiding his true identity. He wants to pretend to be straight. Just kind of like another, I don't. I don't want to. I want. I don't want this to sound negative, but he's like another kind of hidden rat thing, mm-hmm. where he kind of wants to. Portray, he wants to portray as being straight, even though he might. Well, then again, I'm really. That's like the evidence I have on this is not clean and cut, but uh, that but he wants to portray to be straight, but he actually may not be. Mm-hmm. So it's that, just another. That might be the genius behind the writing too. All that, these mysteries just makes you think. Yeah. You know, um, something like that. These yeah, these little hints here and there. Where it's just like, okay, well, I guess that's possible. It yeah. goes along with the theme again. After you watch the movie like six times, you're like, interesting. I this this guy right here, he yeah. could he could be. <laughs> so I don't know. Every time every time I watch that movie, I always kind of I think about that, and I'm like, well, I guess that's possible. And uh, but then again, uh, it's like I don't know. It's that, that's all I have to work on it. So I'm not gonna stay up at night about it. But <laughs> um, so yeah, we're getting a couple of shout outs here on my phone. So Jake Shield and. Dan, the sweet tune pirati, are listening right now. Apparently, they're studying right now. God, they are they are good students, uh, aren't they? Uh, look at us right now. We're <laughs> no. a radio show. <laughs> they are good students. On a Tuesday students. night. <laughs> On a Tuesday night. Um, so yeah, um, I I'm happy if you're listening. I really am. Uh, I know, kind of. I didn't give a great heads up about this episode coming out. But hopefully I'm back for good. Hopefully Miami doesn't cut me off the radio. No, it feels great to be back. Oh, uh, it the does. I know this room is great. Um, so yeah, so The Departed, highly recommend it if you haven't watched it. Um, I, I mean, Henry, this is what, a top, in your eyes, top three film? For me, top three. Top three? And I, I don't know though, but cause you know, it's probably this one and then like probably, I like, um, Inception a lot. Yeah. I think that's a great movie. Another Leonardo DiCaprio That's movie. right. That's right. Um, yeah, so this one, once again, directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, and it, out of the out of the mobster kind of, um, what do you what do you call it? Yeah, I guess all mobster those, like, gangster films. There's also you know you got Goodfellas. Goodfellas is big. Um, you got the Godfather. You got of the course, Godfather trilogy. Part One, Two, and Three. American Gangster, of course, with Denzel. Mm-hmm. But just this this mobster movie really I feel like sets it apart because once again, like we said, just you don't know what's gonna happen. It's kind of a different twist on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know there's some other undercover kind of monster films like Donnie Brasco with Johnny Depp, um, but this one, yeah, I'd say this might be my favorite monster film. I really like this one because just because of Leo's acting in this, yeah. he really shows how stressful it is to be an undercover cop. Yeah, and just the, you can just see the expressions on his face and his his emotions uh-huh. throughout the whole movie. Yeah, and as the as towards the end of the movie, he just gets even more stressed. And more anxious about mm-hmm. what he's actually doing. Yeah, which is to 
which is to you know yeah. get Jack Nicholson. That's right. In jail. I can't. Bars. Yeah. I can't imagine that job being an mm-hmm. undercover cop. No, like, that's insane. And I I'm sure it's happening today. Yeah, like, we know. Oh that. yeah, absolutely. Like that's insane. That and also I I like the take on this film because you show that the guy you're rooting for. Well, I guess the guy I'm rooting for. I, I assume most people are rooting for him. Is Leonardo DiCaprio, but even he has some flaws, right? He's got he's got a drug problem. He had a rough childhood, um, and he's kind of and because of his job, he can't really have a outside life. No, he can't. Yeah, it's really just him. He goes to sleep. He, yeah, he's probably an alcoholic. <laughs> you can see him in the movie drinking wine. Oh yeah, right before he goes to bed, whatever. <laughs> um, but you know. He also like it probably was his childhood too. Like yeah. his father was Boston part neighbor, of the, he was yeah. part of the mob too. That's right. So he probably was never around. Right. Um. He was also as a young kid, he was with his dad like on one side yeah. in like Southie or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Um. You know he was doing whatever he was doing, so he's really living two lives, which really stresses you apart. Because oh. he was with his mother, who was probably really nice. Oh yeah. Whatever, and then she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it was in the it was like they mentioned it in the yeah, beginning yeah, yeah yeah um so it's i mean it's so, yeah, yeah he's he's really just getting stretched apart in both ways throughout right. his throughout his life right right I- exactly so essentially you could say he's kind of a rat from the beginning because mm-hmm. his uh his dad's kind of in a sketchy part of town like henry said uh southie with boston and his mom uh they mentioned she lived a normal life and i'm sure her neighborhood and her life was a lot easier than mm-hmm. the dad's life mm-hmm. Um, so once again, it's just kind of like that living two different lives. Another thing of the rap theme, you yeah. know, it's I, I, it is it is incredible how much Martin Scorsese and you know the writers and screenplayers play into all this. the all the themes in this movie. Uh, holy cow! Yeah. Holy cow! Well, that's it for the Departed. But uh, hold on, we got a new segment coming up. And uh, once again, shout out to all the listeners. I think my parents are listening in. Maybe my brothers. I don't know if they care that much. Uh, I know we got the boys back at the house listening in. Matt Clark's listening in. Um, and I, I think Noah Rob's listening. In. I don't know. Puma Rob. Puma Rob's listening. Is that in right? right now. I don't know <laughs> if he's seen right? the movie or not. He just texted me. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, thanks for listening in. I really appreciate it. But don't go yet. We got a new segment coming up. Uh, it's so. If for those who know me, I'm a big movie guy, but I'm also huge in the sports and kind of sports betting too. And so is Cody Stein. So we got this new segment, Stein's Lines. So he gives he's gonna give us every show three bets that he loves. And so here we go. So the first one he likes is we got a couple NFL games this week. Actually, no, just one, I'm sorry, just one NFL game this weekend. It's Panthers minus three and a half versus the Eagles. Uh I kinda like that one. Panthers were red hot and they ran into the Cowboys. Yeah, um, yeah, I I think they could definitely beat that spread. Oh yeah, no, yeah, the Eagles are kind of a dumpster fire. And then we got Michigan college football. Michigan minus three and a half at Nebraska. Wow. Uh, I I I like that too. Michigan's been hot. Nebraska's once again another dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> not much to do out there in Nebraska. No, I mean, no, think you they could go hiking. Football, right? You could go hiking. Well, maybe. I don't, I guess. I don't even know what Nebraska looks like. <laughs> what, is it, what, what are that kind of land do they have out I don't there? Know. I don't know. And then, oh, the final one here. He told me this was kind of a risk. We got MLB playoffs starting here soon. And then we got Red Sox money line versus Yankees tonight. Wow. So not a spread. So but get a, your bets in fast. Right, but a Stein lines money line. Oh, I, I, Red Sox. I'll tell you what, that division in baseball is tough. Man. That That's an awesome game, too, because those are both rivals. That's what I'm saying. The they card. always seem to meet in the playoffs, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's insane. It's, it's always – it's the uh, it's, – we're farmers, Jake. We're farmers for uh, 
the Yankees and the Red Sox. I'll tell you it what. seems like Cincinnati it. Reds. God damn, dude. They're always taking our stuff. Yeah. Although we signed Nick Castellanos. He's still on. Yeah. So that's nice. What about is Jesse Winker's contract? What about? I think. Uh, I, I think. He I always think, gets hurt, too. Yeah. I think his contract might be expired. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. And I thought of the. Ooh, hang on, I think you'll like this. I thought of the topic for next week just off the top of my mind. It's going to be. I'm, I haven't decided if it's going to be. I'll probably have a big crew in here. My, I think it'll be the quads again. I think we'll have four people <laughs> on these mics. I, it's going to be your either top three or top five. Um, I still have to decide dinner scenes or uh, food table scenes in movies. I already <laughs> thought of one. I know. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to have to think and listen. Maybe who wants to be on that? Let me know. Um, but I think that's a great topic, um, and I'm excited for it. Um, and so I thought the show went great tonight, Henry. Thanks for yeah. coming on, man. Oh, yeah. It was awesome to be back. Thanks for having me. You're the man for coming on. I know it was kind yeah. of short notice. Yeah, I, I had to walk here on my uh, crippled leg. Oh, that's right. <laughs> sprained ankle or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, guys. Well, thank you for everyone listening in. I appreciate it. I hope we have more listeners less next week. Uh, same time, Tuesday, 7 to 8 o'clock. Uh, I know it's not the greatest uh, time interval. Um, but, hey, it, it gets us one more day closer to Wednesday, and uh, I just think, uh, you know, I just think it's a great way to end the Tuesday. Yeah, right? and, you know, while you're studying or for whatever, or for whatever you can just throw it on. It's a, it's a nice little background. Oh, yeah, nice exactly. Nice little background as you're, as you're going through your Quizlet that's, or whatever. That's what Sheil and uh, Dan the Sweet Tune Pirati are doing right now. Yep. So uh, what was I going to say? I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, um so, yeah, so Dan the Sweet Tune Pirati Show, or you're experienced, is Friday, every Friday at 3. He goes over some great 60s, 70s, 80s tunes, really knowledgeable. He knows what he's talking about. So definitely give that a listen. And, uh, Henry, any, any last send-offs? Please. Um, any any shout-outs? Yeah, you might as well just tell your friends or whatever about this show. I think it's going to blow up here soon. Oh, my God. I, I bet, man. That's <laughs> One, I'm telling you what, one of these shows, I'm going to get a actor or director on somehow. That would uh, be, be great. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll tweet uh, Leonardo DiCaprio right after this, All right. and I'll send him the recording, see if he likes it. Okay. <laughs> one quick shout-out to uh, my dad, if he's listening. I know this is your favorite movie, just like your son. <laughs> like father, like son. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to send you off with this. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. It's almost Wednesday. We're almost halfway through the week. Let's get through it and get to the weekend. I'm going to send you off with a nice song that'll end it perfectly.